Welcome to this episode of Spiritual Resilience and Personal Power Through Awareness. Today we're going to be expanding and really beginning the process of playing with energy in a real way. So we're going to be talking about journeying into light and going higher in your day-to-day, not just in meditations, but about choosing the higher frequencies. There are many levels of energy in the universe from the coarser or denser levels all the way up to the levels of great mastery. And the coarser levels exist as heavy emotions and negative thoughts. They are issues around polarities, good and bad, right and wrong, black and white, this or that. And it's where all the storms of emotions reside, which is why it's so important to clear emotions. Like you don't want to suppress emotions and hold on to them. You don't want to pretend like you don't have them. You want to move them because they they wind up being the giant boulders that are in the pathway of you experiencing your soul on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-by-moment basis. The higher levels are beyond those polarities. They're beyond the good and bad. They're beyond the storms of the emotions. And what they are is in you know levels of increasing love, light, and personal power. There are lessons at every level, of course, which brings you to this point to where you're actually taking this workshop. And one of the easiest ways to go higher is to acknowledge the lessons as challenges and opportunities for growth. If you are positional in a place of victimhood or of things having been done to you, um, rather than looking at those as opportunities or triggers to wake you up to your own greatness and make different choices, that's going to really cause some troubles for you. As you go higher, the challenges don't stop, but they do change in their nature. You couldn't grow without challenges, which are really opportunities. Your attitude toward them either helps you go higher and grow faster, or they will keep you in the dense levels longer and they will hold you back and they will take up an enormous amount of space in your life. And then this this becomes then the real reason for why you aren't experiencing joy. You aren't aren't not experiencing joy because of what happened to you, but of holding onto the denser energy of those emotions. So you want to completely feel those emotions and then release them so that you can Uh, lighten your load. The more you dislike problems and the more you rebel or have resistance against things not going your way, the longer your problems are going to stay with you. And these denser levels of energy are like quicksand pulling you down. They'll hold you down 
When you are caught in them, your thoughts revolve around what you consider to be problems. As you move to higher levels, your thoughts move also, and you begin thinking about what your soul can accomplish, how your soul can evolve your personality, and how you can follow your spiritual path. Each one of you in your own way seeks to know yourself. That is your primary job on this earth. It's against the status quo of what you're believed to be, what you're supposed to be here for. You know, so many of us think it's about our vocation. It's about our job. It's about our labels. It's about the things that we call ourselves. You know, all of these external things that are usually projected onto us. But the reality is, is that your primary job is to know yourself and then to embody that in the best possible way. And then to furthermore know that you doing that affects the planet in a, in a positive way or in a negative way if you, you know, if you choose the other path. If you're living somebody else's idea of who you think you should be based on what everybody else is doing, you're going to be miserable. You might see somebody doing something and it makes them happy and you think you should be doing that too because that's what's making them happy, but is it really the thing that's making them happy or are they doing something that is aligned with who they are and that makes them happy? Something to consider. And you know, to sense energy, you must know yourself. You got to be able to distinguish between the energy from other things and your own energy. And you've got to know yourself. You've got to put energy and time into yourself. You've got to become aware of who you are and what you're thinking, separate from other people. You can increase self-awareness by paying attention to your thoughts. Record them and then divide them into categories. And each, in each category, such as thoughts about a relationship, your career, abundance and money, daily activities or spiritual growth, investigate how high your level of thinking is around those things. And then to take it one step further, the things that you have, have a higher level of thinking around, do you happen to be abundant in those things? So, the things that you're not abundant in, that you want to be abundant in, all you have to do is just shift your thinking around that. And find whatever way it feels good to do that. Thoughts that are negative or self-destructive are on the dense or lower side. So you're only going to be manifesting dense or lower experiences. Thoughts that are positive, optimistic, or loving are on the finer, higher side. Now, I really want to I really want to state that it's super important 
that you understand that I'm not conveying what is called spiritual bypass. I am not saying to not fully feel an emotion that is looking for integration. So if you're carrying something around, you want to have the opportunity, you want to take every opportunity to release that in a healthy way. And this is why I use breath work. Breath work I found is the simplest, most effective, um, built in, innate, I mean, you were born with it. You were born with the capacity to clear your own energy on a daily basis. You were not built to hold things in. That is the dysfunction of our society. And then once you've done some of the heavy lifting around that, you know, like you've unloaded a bunch of bunch of stuff, you know, the very first part of my training, the first year of my training was the empowerment training where I took a, a deep dive into all the things that I was getting into my own way around, getting in my own way around. And, you know, I did that work, but it's continual. This is on a daily basis. So if I catch myself and it's, you know, it can still happen because it is like quicksand, you know, Facebook, social media, ooh. You know, I love it as a platform for putting my work out there, but I'm finding it more and more difficult for me to be able to be on there and offer what I offer and not get caught up in the fray as an empath, not get caught up in the fray of all of the stuff that's flying. It's uh, very similar to, you know, being a medic in the middle of, of, of war there to assist the people that need help with all kinds of bullets flying around you and you know thinking that you know somehow you're going to come out of that and not be affected by it so i just want to make this clear that i am not advocating spiritual bypass at all it is super super important to if you've got an emotion to feel that emotion breathe with it your breath is a higher vibrational frequency so when you breathe you are inviting spirit in to integrate this thing and to release it so that's going to be really important One way to move from denser energy levels into higher energy is through your will and intent. You can go higher by simply affirming that you intend to go higher and then trust that if there's any kind of boulder or limitation or thought form or whatever that is standing in the way between you and your ability to go higher, it will surface. And when it surface, when it surfaces, let it surface and release it and let it go. Battling with problems or struggling with issues can bog you down. We're seeing this so much in the whole um, getting out there on the streets and fighting and getting angry and all of that kind of stuff. I understand, as someone who has recovered from abuse, I understand that stage, but it's only a stage. It's only a step. 
it's not going to be the the thing that ultimate ultimately is going to liberate you from your suffering and when you get down into the nitty-gritty of that stuff you know you're just you're just going to be dealing with a lot of head banging and a lot more suffering is going to come out of that we're seeing that with, with the protests right if something is truly a peaceful protest and it's coming from a higher vibrational frequency, which I'm 100% for, that will create more of an effect than choosing those, those lower frequency, those denser energies and marching in the streets with that and literally saying the prayer over and over again, I can't breathe because what you say what you think is a manifestation. Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem at the level at which it's created. So if you want to shift something out of denser, lower vibrational frequencies, you don't go into the denser, lower vibrational frequencies and try to change its mind. You come from a higher place and trust that your soul, your divinity, spirit will come in and will literally chase that away. Because those denser frequencies can't live in the same space as spirit. Not right now. Sometimes the mind loves to get involved in arguing in resisting and struggling, which keeps you in the lower energies. The mind loves to chew on problems. Every time you come to an issue that you can't resolve, affirm to yourself that you have the will and intent to go higher. Ask your soul for assistance. Ask your guardian angels if you're used to connecting with them. If not, you know, get with me and we'll talk about that. Ask your guardian angels to help you. Ask the archangels to help you. Get to know the different archangels and what they are here to assist with. There are so many archangels that are willing to help you, but you have to ask. And you have to be in a higher space, higher state of mind in order to even connect with them. But ask for assistance. Ask your soul. First, call in guardian angels, spirit guides, animal guides, helpers and allies. Whenever I do a breath session with someone, it's not just me. I call in my spirit guides, my animal guides, my guardian angels, helpers and allies. I call in the angelic forces of light. I call in the ancestors that are aligned with the shifting of whatever it is that we're shifting that are aligned with the liberation of the soul that's in front of me. I do this for myself as well whenever I enter into a meditation. And then I also call in my client's soul. I am presence, spirit guides, animal guides, guardian angels, helpers and allies. So the room is full. I call them in so they can help help us, so they can assist us. 
and this will shine light on the situation. And as you're doing that, you then use your imagination to take you higher by creating a, a vision of what you do want. The ability to make yourself right rather than wrong will help you grow faster. Think about this. Whenever you're in an argument with someone, aren't you trying to prove that you're right and they're wrong? And I don't know about you, but every time I've ever been in that kind of a discussion, it doesn't feel good. I am super clear that I'm in a denser level of energy and that nothing is going to shift from that place. But what if we could peel back another layer and just make yourself right about who you are? That you're perfectly safe where you are, just as you are. And if you are fully embodying that, you won't feel the need to get into a discussion to make yourself right and make someone else wrong. That manifestation comes out of all of the, the negative self-talk, all the ways in which you make yourself wrong or you make yourself bad. So learn to affirm that everything you do, whether you understand why or not, is perfect for your growth. Many of you have chosen a fast course of evolution, resolving to grow quickly all at once. I've been on the fast track for a long time myself. And in this, you know, you want to complete many parts of your soul's journey during this life, choosing a steep path of growth rather than a slow and gradual one. Well, the energies that are present right now, they haven't been they haven't been present on this earth in all of recorded history. So these energies are here to facilitate your growth, to give you just an enormously accelerated level of soul growth that would normally take multiple lifetimes to work through. So your intent can be to move through as quickly as you can without skipping any steps. Transformation of the planet begins in transformation of the self. There's no other way. There's no other way. It doesn't matter if anybody agrees with me or about this or not. Someone that is unwilling to see this is not ready to hear that. The only way that transformation is going to take place on this planet is by transformation of oneself and then once you transform yourself you will only choose things that are empowering both to yourself and another person and you won't be trying to fix them evolution starts with the commitment and intent to go higher and how you start 
is by paying attention to your thoughts and your emotions and become aware of the messages and the challenges you're going through. Pay attention to the messages in the challenges you are going through. If you are going through a challenge, it is because you are specifically being shown something for your own growth. It's not about fixing the challenge. It's about looking at the challenge and finding out what it's trying to tell you. Avoid getting stuck in issues. Look at them as if they were to your side, on your periphery, on your peripheral vision, rather than in front of you. Your focus needs to be on what you want rather than what you don't want. And once you've demonstrated to the universe that you intend to go higher, you will be flooded with new insights into what to do. So you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to analyze a problem to figure out what to do. The problem is there just to give you an idea of what thought you need to change. And then the universe will begin to show you the way. So currently our society is a patriarchal masculine society that believes that change can only happen by pushing a boulder uphill in a snowstorm. We don't feel like we've accomplished anything unless we've moved some stuff around. But nine times out of ten, moving things around doesn't actually really do anything. It's, it's kind of like taking a mirror and looking in the mirror and seeing your reflection and you don't like the reflection, you don't like what you're seeing. So you think maybe if you just change the frame on the mirror that the reflection will change. Or if you put the mirror on a different wall, yet the reflection will change. Or if you even just change the mirror altogether, that the reflection will change. It won't happen. What will happen is if you change your expression, your way of being, your embodiment, and then have that be reflected back to you. Many of you feel that your struggles are insurmountable and that's because you're trying to solve the problem at, at the level at which it was created. You're trying to move furniture around. It's not about resolving the struggle. It's about looking at what the struggle or what the challenge is trying to communicate to you. You might have struggled to establish a deep love or the right connection with others. Some of you wrestle with your appearance, your diet, nutrition, or exercise. Others of you feel trapped by having too many bills or a perceived lack of abundance. All of this is rooted in denser levels of energy of thinking. You may debate with yourself asking is this the right way or is that the right way? And if you don't know the answer, usually you're looking outside of yourself at what somebody else is doing or what somebody else thinks. All of you have the inner knowledge and wisdom to know what the right way is for you if you just 
Get quiet and listen to your inner self. Just stop everything and listen. You have an abundance of information available to you right now. My work in the world is just to show you the tools and create the awarenesses for you so that you become empowered and you listen to your own inner guidance, your own inner GPS for what direction to go. The denser energies of survival that are rooted in the root chakra, survival, you know, previously that is how humanity survived, right? Is by getting together in groups and agreeing to do, everybody do the same thing. But we're moving out of that. Perhaps one of the greatest challenges facing all of you is knowing what information to use and what information not to use. Currently, information is flooding the planet. There's more information available on every possible subject than ever. There are books to read, advice, advice on what to eat, what not to eat, how to feel, how not to feel, how to grow spiritually, what to do, what not to do. And especially when this pandemic came in and everything that has followed since, there's so many different voices saying all different things. And because you have been indoctrinated to listen to voices outside of you, you don't know which one is right. But the one that's right is the one that's inside of you. There's a great deal of a great deal of confusion about all of these facts. You might feel that if you could force yourself to eat all the right foods, follow all the rules, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, stay at home, don't stay at home. And if you work on yourself constantly, you would be a perfect evolved person based on what you perceive outside of yourself in another person. The ego and the mind would prefer evolution to be structured and formulated, not so with the soul. The soul has completely other intentions. It doesn't operate in a straight line. Childhood programming and a desire to be a part of the group teach you that what everyone else is doing is the right way. However, each of you is completely different. So your nutritional needs, exercise and sunlight requirements, relationships, desires and financial and work needs are different. And once you get that and you align with that and you do that, that's what's gonna bring you your source of happiness. It's not gonna be about the 10 steps to happiness that somebody else wrote that works for them. It's going to be about you discovering what works for you and living true to that. There is no one right way to evolve or pursue your soul's path. It is up to you to follow your inner guidance about what is best for you.
awareness of your own energy will tell you what is good for you. So that's why it's so important to develop this. When you look around at all the books you have in your home, hear about all those weight loss processes, for instance, do not ask yourself, what should I try? Ask instead, what would I love to do? What would bring me joy? What feels good? The things that you would love to do, the books that you delight in reading, and the things that you cannot wait to try are what's good for you. Those that you feel you should or must do are not appropriate for, what, for who you are. Some people, they're gym rats. They love hanging out at the gym and it makes them feel really good. So just because that works for them doesn't mean that it works for you. You can use your willpower, as you call it, to make yourself, force yourself to, follow other people's programs. But always your inner being will undo it. It will sabotage that. Then you might label yourself as a failure or feel that you have no willpower. It's not willpower as you know it that will evolve you. It is the intent to go higher and letting the changes come naturally that will evolve you. And so much of this is just recognizing that as a soul, you're so incredibly unique. I find it fascinating right now that we're having discussions about race. We're having discussions about race, political affiliation, whether you're a vegetarian or not, whether you like the color purple or the color green, or you like this or you like that. You are so incredibly unique as a soul that there is no other soul like you in the entire universe. There are facets of your soul, which is another conversation for another time. But as far as the soul that lives within you, there isn't another one like you. It's like a fingerprint. No two are alike. So even to define yourself by what color your skin is, by what part of the world you're from, by what you do or you don't like, that takes away from how incredibly unique you are. And the more you listen to your soul and you let your soul move through you, the more, you, the more that uniqueness can come through, the more confidence you're going to have and the less concerned you're going to be as to whether or not you fit with anyone else. Someone I know who is just like this incredibly beautiful individual inside and out. He grew up as a little black boy. In a biracial family, has a white mother. 
And, you know, as children, we're closer to knowing who we are as children, the younger we are, than we are as adults. In fact, as we become adults, the older we get a lot of times, unless, you know, we're doing this work, the further away we get from who we are. But as children, we usually know we are just ourselves. We don't know ourselves as black, white, green, yellow, purple, or orange. We don't know ourselves as straight or gay. We don't know ourselves as rich or poor. We don't know ourselves as any of those things. We just know ourselves as our, as ourselves. And we don't understand when someone is trying to project some kind of label onto us based on how they are perceiving us. But at a very early age, it is usually the adults in our lives. Sometimes it's the other children who have been informed by the adults in their lives or by other children. They project, they project what they perceive onto you. And because you're innocent, you take that in. Because you're like a sponge, you're here to learn about earth, right? And somebody tells you, this is how it is here on earth. And you say, oh, okay. But when he was a little boy, you know, he had a friend that he really liked a lot. And they held hands. They were young, you know, they held hands. And they were very sweet to each other. They played Little League together. And the other little boy was white. And then one day the coach says, you two can't hold hands anymore. And he, the coach started calling them gay. And my friend didn't know what that meant. He's like, I don't know what that you mean by that. I'm just who I am. And so he looked it up and, you know, read all the horrible things that people associate with being gay. And he took that in. So, you know, he's still in the process of deprogramming himself from that, of healing from that early wound. Children know who they are. They don't understand these labels. Allow your feelings to flow from moment to moment. Act upon them and know them. For instance, with food, simply become quiet and relaxed and ask yourself what you crave and what sounds delicious. And don't worry about the rules about what anybody says about when you're supposed to eat it or what you're supposed to eat, you know, or how much. Those aren't the things that cause a person to become overweight. What causes a person to become overweight is by desiring something 
and listening to the story that whatever they're desiring is wrong and then they do it anyway and then they fail shame and so they're holding on to the weight of shame and that's what causes weight to manifest it's not the food itself even if you desire chocolate or something else that you have labeled as bad for you it might be that your physical body needs some substance in chocolate which now suddenly we're realizing that chocolate pure chocolate that hasn't been processed into something else has some substance in it that your body needs to maintain its sense of well-being and health and the only way it knows how to acquire it is through chocolate science now has revealed for a number of years now that chocolate craving chocolate is one of the ways especially for women in childbearing years to increase the serotonin levels in their brain you might only need a little bit and once you take away all the shoulds and should nots you'll find that your body naturally craving the other things that it needs and then when you speak of books there's nothing wrong with reading a book there's nothing wrong with getting other information it's just by running you know running that information by your own discernment and finding out if that's true for you all the books you should read and the knowledge you should have be aware that sometimes it's only one paragraph or one page of a book that you need to read to get the guidance or the answer that you seek same thing with people like you might connect with someone and maybe you're meant to connect with them for two minutes or five minutes or five days five weeks five years it's however long your soul needs this idea that we have to attach to something just because we're receiving something from it and we have to maintain that because of our shoulds and have tos it's about activating the quality of discernment knowing the difference between what's good for you and what is not each of you has a personal map of reality your own assumptions a unique philosophy about life and a personal belief system and as I said it's like a fingerprint it's a unique and aligning with that might be inconvenient for people that need you to be just like them in order for them to feel safe but it doesn't have anything to do with them and if it's in alignment with your soul there's a core quality between all souls that is the same which gives you tons of bandwidth for you to have an expression of yourself that doesn't require harming anyone or anything else so when everyone's doing that there's no need to be policed and told what's right and what's wrong by anyone 
One of the challenges I offer you is to look at your map. What is a personal map? For one person, a map may say there's not enough love in the world. For another, his or her map may say every time I open up to another person, I get hurt. You base your maps on your childhood and lifetime experiences. Currently, the nodes of the moon are in, the south node is in Sagittarius and the north node is in Gemini. And that's around communication and perceptions of truth. And those nodes are going to be in that they're going to be polarized in that position for the next two years. They just went into Sagittarius and Gemini. So what we're seeing right now is a polarization of those dynamics. It's people coming from their experience, Sagittarius, and speaking from that experience. And sometimes the experience is good and sometimes this experience is rich and it's truthful and there's a lot of truth in it. But there are a lot of people that have aligned themselves with a truth that's not even their own. And so they're experiencing not their own truth, but the truth of another person. And then they're living from that and then projecting it onto other people and making other people wrong. The Gemini North Node is encouraging us to dig deeper, to get more information, more context, more understanding. Gemini's the twins, so it's the ability to see both sides of a situation, to be in a place of neutral and see both sides of a situation and not polarize between the two. So you'll be realigning your maps. You'll be really looking at how you are truly perceiving reality based on the map of your childhood experiences and your lifetime experiences. Are those rooted in love? Are they rooted in the full expression of your soul? Most of us on this planet are not. I've been at this work for a long time. I'm still working on it. And this energy right now is really amplifying it for me. <clears throat> so even for me, I'm going through a transition right now. Your maps are based on your experience of how your energy has flowed out and how, how you've been received by others, especially those you loved or those you wanted love from. As an empath, who grew up with people that were in a great deal of pain, my natural orientation has been to assist that other person, 
essentially to ease my own pain. So me doing this work with you comes, you know, comes as an extension of that. I recognize that I'm not separate from you. So if you're suffering, I feel that suffering. The discernment for me is in just what I'm teaching here, which is rather than trying to fix people, trying to change people, trying to get people to understand, to make the decision to go be in the higher realms more often than not and broadcast from that place just like I'm doing right in this moment and not being attached to whether anyone can receive what I'm saying or not just having absolute confidence in the truth that I'm speaking and knowing that it's enough for me to speak that truth and put it out there and to trust the universe universe is giving me that impulse to put it out there and I don't need to know if it impacts anyone or not and that level of trust is then what creates the feedback to the people that are actually receiving it and it flies in the face of how the rest of the world does things but I've kind of always been that way I've always been different and I've embraced my uniqueness and I am continually deeping into it one can't ever get bored once you're doing that there's no there's no bottom self-awareness and self-realization in a body on the earth if you're using as much of that time as possible to just continually deepen into the infinite well that your source is, there's no space for boredom. You're always going to deeper levels and you're always experiencing higher heights. You're like a tree. The deeper your roots are, broader your branches and and the leaves on the trees are going to be so if any area of your life isn't working one of your beliefs in that area needs to change that's what the message is it's time to either get a new map or revise the one you have. It's time to transition. It's time to change direction and not be attached to any particular transition or direction that you're headed in and be willing to shift. You can't change it by forcing yourself, however. You can change it by calmly and firmly telling yourself that you intend to go higher and that you don't plan to get caught up in the argument or the issues about whether you should or shouldn't do it. It might sound too simple, but this is all you need to do to start moving out of conflict. Once you affirm that you intend to go higher, the universe will begin to show you the answers. And so another way to move out of denser negative energy is to be aware of the telepathic messages and emotions you send out. 
because these can affect many people. Whatever you send out is what you're going to draw back into you. If you don't like what is coming at you, that's an indication that there's a shift that needs to be made. Take responsibility for the thoughts and emotions you send out, for those are what go out into the world and create events and circumstances that come back to you. It's not about punishment. It's not about victimhood. It's not about right or wrong. It's just a, it's just a mere reflection of a matching energy and vibration. You can learn how to send positive thoughts and emotions to other people or project them out into your own future where you can meet up with them. So that's called creating your reality. So you can look at a current situation, be okay with not knowing how to fix it, Feel the feeling of that and then go into the higher realms and send out love. You don't have to even be clear about how different it should look. In fact, I would I would say to just avoid doing that altogether. What I would say instead is to dig into your repertoire, dig into your bag of experiences where you felt deep love for this person or where you felt deep love period and send that out into the future. You can learn how to send positive thoughts and emotions to other people or project them out into your own future where you can meet up with them. I experience this quite a bit myself, you know, where I've spent months of time, you know, desire, you know, what I call bathing in a particular energy, just bathing in it and consistently doing that every day, no matter what my current situation looks like. Bathe in in that feeling that I'm really wanting to feel on a consistent basis. And then months later, find myself in exactly that feeling and having all of my circumstances also change. Every thought you send out is electric. Every thought you think is electric. When you add an emotion to it, when you have a feeling that you send with it, that's the magnetic part. That's what will attract more of the same to you. Thoughts by themselves, thank goodness, don't necessarily manifest anything. So if you don't have a positive or a negative thought about something, it's going to be pretty neutral. It usually won't do anything. But if you have warm, loving feelings associated with a thought and you send that out, you will be reciprocated with manifestations of that same feeling. Same thing with, with 
you know, feelings that you don't like feeling. So because this is magnetic, it's electric and it's magnetic, it attracts what you think about and determines what you draw to yourself. You can assist humanity in achieving peace by evolving your thoughts. Every thought you send out creates events in your world and attracts people to you. And even more than that, every thought you send out is creating the transformation of the planet. You may not feel that one person can have that much effect on the overall energy of the planet, and yet one high healing thought filled with loving and peaceful energy can cancel out 10,000 or more negative ones and can actually have a deeper impact on something than if you try to go and do something for someone, try to fix someone. The higher the thought, the more potent it is canceling out many lower ones. It is not just yourself you are helping when you evolve your thoughts, but everyone around you as well. You don't even have to know people personally or even be physically around them for your thoughts to affect them. Healing positive thoughts go out into your neighborhood and your community and help everyone who is reaching upward and who is in resonance with your energy. And if you remember early on in this process, I gave you a meditation for being, being able to do that where you're meditating and you're building the love in your own heart and your own body and you're filling that up. And then you're extending it out to your home, everything in your home, your plants, your animals, the people you live with, and then expanding it out into your neighborhood and then expanding further out into your city, your state, your country and eventually the whole world. And it might not seem like you're doing anything and it might seem like you're faking it, but it actually works. I'll tell you a little story about um, when my son Anthony, who turns 30 this year, actually, when he was five years old, he just turned five in July and in September after we had um, been in my sister's wedding here in Colorado and we were living in California at the time we drove back home we were home for a couple of days all of us had caught colds and uh, when I started feeling better um, I at the time I was an apartment manager and so I managed a building and I went out to clean the building and my then husband was taking care of the kids and it was just one of those things where um, my son snuck out uh, out of the courtyard. He was allowed to only be in the courtyard of the building, which is super popular in California. You'll go inside a building and there's usually some kind of a courtyard with gardens and all of that kind of stuff. And he knew that he wasn't allowed to be 
outside of the building. But he snuck out, him and his, a friend of his, they snuck out and they went to go look at a puppy. And when my son went to one back across the street to come back home, he ran out into the street, didn't look both ways, and was hit by a car. And it almost killed him. It uh, damaged 60% of his liver. So his liver was severed and the part that was torn away was actually smashed. Um, and an injury like that in an adult person would have been fatal, but um, because the liver is the one organ that grows back, um, he survived that injury, but it was touch and go for a couple of weeks in the hospital. And we almost lost him. And um, we had all kinds of people. We had people praying for us, which is also the same thing. We had people sending us energy. We had people sending us light. All of those things. And I could actually feel it. I felt the strength. I was given strength by um, people's prayers. And um, it helped me a great deal. And, you know, I can't say whether or not that did anything for his healing process, but I certainly felt it. I was impacted by it. And from that point on, um, that's when I really got it. So up until that point, I liked the idea of knowing about energy and that kind of thing. But in, in terms of the proof in the pudding, that experience really um, really locked it in for me so just know that you are very powerful and if you can align yourself with other people that have the same kinds of intentions the power of numbers works really well and it's a different energy than going out into the street and protesting um, sometimes protesting works a lot of times it doesn't if it actually worked um, because protesting was going on in the 60s there was some change that happened but if we're looking at everything that's going on right now we, we're not in a much better position than we were in the 60s but you are powerful enough that you can affect change in this way by being in the higher realms because that energy moves faster and it's more powerful, actually, than the denser, coarser energies. So, do this. Imagine you're sitting up above the Earth, as you've seen it from satellite photos, and sense that a great deal of humanity below you is thinking about mundane things or is lost in lower thoughts, right? That's Which is what we're seeing right now. Know that the higher you go, the more people you can reach with your finer and higher thoughts. People going about their daily lives looking for answers to their problems can use the healing, loving broadcast you are sending out. Which is why I am doing this work this way. I decided that I wanted to be a broadcaster and that I could affect more change. And this is what I'm doing here, creating podcasts transmitting the vibration of my voice based on the vibration that I carry that I intend to send out has more of an effect 
than trying to do something. As time goes on, we're gonna see that our ability to do that is much more effective and faster. Humanity is going through transformation right now. We are getting ready to transition into being more responsible about our energy, paying attention to our energetic hygiene, paying attention to our thoughts, Humanity is at a crossroads. In one direction lies peace and abundance, and in the other, conflict and scarcity. So at the root of protesting, and I hate to say this uh, for people that are really positional in the belief that you can do anything, um, protesting, fighting, all of this kind of stuff is actually rooted in conflict and scarcity, which are lower vibrational frequencies. There is more power in peace and abundance and choosing that for yourself and then literally you being a radio signal of peace and abundance. It is time to become aware of your personal thoughts on an ongoing daily basis. It is time to start taking personal responsibility for your energetic hygiene and to clear your energy as often as you need to. Every time you hate something, every time you feel angry at yourself, every time you put yourself down or make yourself wrong, you are contributing to the planetary choice of scarcity. Now, isn't that interesting? It's not even about changing anybody else's point of view. Just look at your own inner dialogue. Look at the way that you talk to yourself. Look at the way you feel about yourself and know that that is what you're broadcasting when you go out into the world. And when you shift how you believe about yourself, what you say to yourself, what you think about yourself, how you treat yourself, that's a game changer. Every time you allow yourself to have more, permit yourself to feel good or love something, you are contributing to the planetary path of peace, love, and abundance. And so now we're going to get prepared to get into a meditation. So get yourself a glass of water, drink some water, use the restroom, whatever you need to do, get yourself um, in a comfortable position, preferably at this point in the game, um, a sitting up position so that you can be aware. You'll get into a deep, relaxed state still, but you won't fall asleep. So that you can become more consciously aware of what you're doing in the meditation. If you've been falling asleep in your meditations up until this point, that's fine. You've still been receiving the information. But now we are in the act of doing something, of consciously contributing and shifting our thoughts. And so it'll be important for you to be in a, a more aware state from this point forward. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And we will move on to the meditation.
Okay, so we're going to do something a little different today. Before we get started on our meditation, we're going to do a little exercise. And you can make a mental list or make a physical list. So if you'd like to make a physical list, um, I invite you to get yourself a piece of paper and a pen, pencil, and make a list of the main things that you think about throughout your day, especially the things that are right on top right now. So things such as your career, friends, family, money, car, clothes, food, health, and so on. And next to each one of these things that you think about the most, rate how positive you feel about each of these things on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being negative, 10 being positive, and anything in between. As you review or think about your list, how high and loving are your thoughts about each of the things on your list? Pick one of the things that you have listed that you have negative or lower thoughts about, and then write down a positive picture of it that you could hold. And one way you could do that is, is by asking yourself how you would want it to look. And then how would it feel if it looked the way you wanted it to look? And if you need to pause this podcast to do this exercise, go ahead and do that now. And then when you've completed, come back in and we'll go ahead and meditate on the thing that you feel the most negative about and that you have created a higher picture around. Okay, get yourself into a comfortable position, preferably sitting up as all of our future meditations will be sitting up because we're wanting to get really present and conscious of um, what we're doing. Now that thing that you previously listed as a negative thing, I want you to begin connecting your breath. I want you to see the thing. 
and I want you to see it the way you've been seeing it in its full negativity. And I want you to feel all of the things that you felt about it. Be in the space of feeling the feelings that are associated with it. And we're going to do what I call transmuting. So we don't want to bypass. I don't want you to automatically go into the positive picture because that's just going to kind of put a bandage over the thing that you initially had a feeling about. We want to, we want to discharge that energy. So keep connecting your breath. Keep doing that throughout this entire meditation, throughout all of the meditations that I create, keeping your breath connected. And now we're going to call in your I am presence, your soul, your higher self. I like to do it is I like to say I am presence please be present I am presence please be present I am presence please be present connecting the breath You should, at the very least, notice a slight shift upon requesting that. Sometimes it comes in the form of warmth. Sometimes you might not notice anything at all, and that just has to do with the sensitivity barometer. But it does not mean that your I am presence, your higher self, your soul is not with you. It's with you always. We are just creating the awareness around that and consciously choosing to call it. And asking to be shown or felt or experienced in some way. And then from the east, call in Archangel Raphael, the symbol of the Caduceus, the Caduceus, which is a crystal wand with two snakes spiraling up and meeting at the top. with wings on either side. The symbol you typically see associated with health and medical. 
And as you think about that symbol, notice the color of emerald green flame, emerald green fire. And imagine that you are engulfed in this emerald green fire. This is the energy of Raphael. And now in the south, call on Archangel Michael. The symbol is a sword of light. And the color is electric blue fire. And as you focus on the symbol, imagine that you are engulfed at the same time as the emerald green fire, but now also with the electric blue fire. And again, just trust that you intending for that to be so makes it so. For time, if you're not used to doing this kind of creative visualization work, this kind of energetic work, you're going to feel like you're faking it until you get more and more comfortable with noticing the subtleties. And as we clear more and more energy, that'll become easier as well. And now, in the east, we call on Archangel Gabriel. The symbol is a cup overflowing. Symbol of abundance and water, element of water, overflowing. And as you visualize symbol of the cup overflowing, feel the color of the diamond white flame. So along with the emerald green flame and the electric blue flame, now you are consumed by the diamond white flame. And now call on Archangel Uriel to the north. And the symbol is a five-pointed star, a five-pointed golden star with a golden circle around it. And as you focus on this symbol, imagine that you are engulfed along with the emerald green fire, the electric blue fire, and the diamond white fire a ruby red fire. And then below you,
call on Archangel Sandalphon, Archangel of the Earth, symbol is the rose, and along with the other flames of emerald green, electric blue, diamond white, and ruby red, Imagine that you are engulfed in crystal white flames. This connects you to the earth grid or brings your awareness to your already existing connection to the earth grid. And then from above, call on Archangel Metatron. The symbol is a golden infinity symbol. And along with all of the other flames still engulfed around you, call on the golden white flame. And now we call in our spirit guides, animal guides, guardian angels, helpers, and allies for most perfect breath, perfect alignment, perfect integration and awareness, perfect manifestation of our intention to transmute Breathing deep, continuing to breathe. Breathing deep. Breathing in, breathing out. Now fully feel that picture of the thing that you have called in to transmute today. Fully feel all of the negativity around it and all of the other feelings associated with it. And ask to be shown all feelings associated with it. And ask to be shown what this is about, what this is really about at its core. It doesn't matter if you can see that right now. Be willing to receive insights throughout your day, throughout your week. Be 
that will help you. Because every process that we do is a process. We do a meditation and then we allow that time for integration and understanding and awareness to take place. Keep in mind that it won't happen in necessarily a linear fashion. And now, imagine this situation illuminated. Surround it with golden white light. Surround the situation and yourself and if there are any other people involved, surround them as well with golden white light. And picture the way that you would like to see it. Don't be attached to any particular outcome. Be willing to let the specifics of it go but it's okay to get really clear about how you would like to see a particular situation or circumstance. And again, just give it this golden white light. Breathing in this golden white light. Breathing out this golden white light to the situation. Breathing into the picture that you want to see. How do you feel? When you are in the picture of how you want things to be, how do you feel? Focus on that. How do you feel as things are unfolding the way that you would like them to? And offer up as much joy and gratitude and serenity to that as you possibly can along with any other feelings that you're expecting to feel as a result of the picture of the situation that you're looking at. Continuing to breathe. Breathing in and breathing out very intensely holding light around the positive manifestation of the situation, giving it your love. For whatever you give your love and attention to is what grows. If we continually focus on the negative aspects of something, then we will create more of the same. But likewise, the, the negative aspects show us which direction we want to go. So 
it's important to go into that dark place so that we have the awareness of what we do want. Continuing to intensely hold this golden white flame, this golden white light around the situation the way that you would like to see it with as many details as possible, just as long as you are willing to let go of the details and you're willing to let go of the outcome and focus more on how you think you might feel. Focus on the feeling. Are you feeling lightness of being? Are you feeling ease? Are you feeling grace? Joy? Peace? Love? Freedom? Abundance? Laughter? Stay in that feeling as long as you can. Stay in those feelings as long as you can. Hold that vision as long as you can. Continue to breathe. Now you can do this exercise, this meditation, as many times as you'd like. working through various other things that you feel like need some transmutation. Even things that might come up momentarily, perhaps you're working through your day and a situation comes up. You can use this meditation, this process to do exactly the same thing. And again, letting go of the details or the outcome or the timing or any of it. Just putting this vision out there and then letting your soul and letting the universe do the work of presenting the most efficient and quickest manifestation of your desire coming from your heart as possible. And when you're ready, come back to the room, wiggling your fingers and your toes, and opening your eyes when you're ready. Thank you for joining me. And again, feel free to do this as many times as you wish. From now on into the future, this will be one of many useful tools in your tool bag that you will continue to use. Namaste.